0: Howdy, folks. Welcome to the little mining town of Rainbow Ridge, the gateway to nature's wonderland. As we head for the wilderness, a couple of suggestions. Please stay seated at all times and keep your hands and arms inside the train. The animals get mighty hungry. And uh, no smoking, please, because we don't want to start a forest fire. Now, beyond these hills lies nature's wonderland. You're apt to see a whole lot of wildlife, so keep a real sharp hunter's eye.
1: Rainbow Ridge, Beaver Valley, Cascade Peak, Bear Country, The Living Desert, Rainbow Caverns. These were the exciting destinations in the wilds of Disneyland's Frontierland. They were nature brought to life. A representation of the places presented in Walt Disney's award-winning True Life Adventures documentary series. Places accessible via one of the things that Walt loved most. Trains. Mine trains that would get you up close and personal with the wilds of nature's wonderland. From 1960 to 1977, the mine train through Nature's Wonderland was the signature attraction of Frontierland, and we are about to experience its wonders in Discoveryland.
0: Howdy, folks! Your attention, please. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, to all who come to this happy place, welcome
1: And welcome to Discoveryland. My name is Victoria, and I will be your guide on this adventure through yesterday, tomorrow and fantasy. In part one of this two-part series, focusing on Disneyland's Mine Train, we discuss the Rainbow Cavern's Mine Train. From 1956 to 1960, the Rainbow Caverns Mine Train took guests on an adventure from the little mining town of Rainbow Ridge to explore the living desert, and then onto a grand finale in majestic Rainbow Caverns. Rainbow Ridge was where guests boarded their dark green, electric-powered mine trains. It was here where scaled buildings, which created the appearance of a booming mine town in the Old West, were scattered on a hillside on the fringes of the frontier. From structures such as the Last Chance Saloon or El Dorado Hotel, voices and music could be heard emanating from within the buildings. The train departed from here and then meandered along winding tracks into the living desert, giving guests a thrilling look into the backwoods of Frontierland. The living desert portion of the ride was based on the Living Desert documentary, which was the first full length entry into the Academy Award winning True Life Adventures nature series. Each episode or film in the series showcased the various aspects of the natural world. From cacti that looked like people, to the colorful devil's paint pots, and rolling rocks that looked like they were about to topple on passersby at any time, there was plenty to see in the living desert. But the most spectacular part of the trip was through rainbow caverns, hidden in a show building obscured by the rocks and ridges of the attraction. Rainbow Caverns was an ingenious creation spearheaded by Disney Imagineer and legend Claude Coates. The setting was a darkened cave of 2D cutouts of stalactites that hung from the ceilings and 3D stalagmites that protruded from the floor. The only light in the cave came from the illuminated water features that were lit by strategically placed ultraviolet lights. The waterfalls, streams, and pools were uniquely colored due to the inventive nature of their infrastructure. A haunting soundtrack punctuated the sounds of the pounding water as the train careened through the cave. Then after four years of operation, the Rainbow Cavern's mine train was closed. But this was not the end of the attraction. In fact, it was just the beginning. Dedicated, ambitious, and innovative, Walt Disney is historically known as one of the greatest pioneers in entertainment. He revolutionized animation, developing the medium over several decades. From shorts such as Steamboat Willie and the Silly Symphonies to feature lengths like Snow White and Fantasia, Walt continually set the bar for what an animated product could be. His Disneyland television series, which incorporated episodes such as the cultural phenomenon Davy Crockett, catapulted TV as a medium to deliver consistent, engaging content to home audiences. And of course, Disneyland was a theme park like no other, where entire families could spend a day soaking up quality entertainment that was uniquely Disney. And even with all his success, it took Walt a great deal of time, money, and failure before the Disney brand became the Disney brand. And the man was seldom content with his product, especially when he had the means to change it and make it better. Disneyland will never be completed as long as there is imagination left in the world. This phrase is well known and often referred to even today by Disney's Imagineers. Of course, this response was given to a reporter inquiring why Disneyland was not completely finished on press day, July 17, 1955. But the phrase went on to have meaning for Walt as he was known to cite it when unveiling new attractions. He believed that you could plus an attraction to keep it relevant and enhance the experience it offered. The same would be true for his Rainbow Caverns mine train. Disneyland already had the land for plusing that attraction, and it had the infrastructure there to build upon what was already a successful ride. For it to become the mine train through Nature's Wonderland, Walt would not sacrifice what he'd already built four years earlier. He would add to it and make it a far grander experience, which would ultimately become one of the pinnacle attractions of Disneyland's earlier decades. As previously mentioned, the mine train through Nature's Wonderland would maintain the elements of the Rainbow Caverns mine train. Rainbow Ridge, the Living Desert, and Rainbow Caverns would still be part of the new attraction. However, new frontier destinations would be incorporated, and all of them would be based on the True Life Adventures Nature series. The electric-powered mine trains would go from their hunter green colors to vibrant yellow paint schemes. The track would be extended in order to transport guests to the new locations, ultimately covering seven acres of frontier land. Two hundred and four animated animals took up residence in the attraction, and the ride would receive a new soundtrack narrated by actor Dallas McKinnon.
0: As we come out of this first tunnel, we'll be entering Beaver Valley. Looks like the beavers are building another dam. Yes, sir, and they're really busy as a, well, busy
1: as a beaver. Upon departing from Rainbow Ridge, the narration would begin and guests would find themselves heading towards Beaver Valley. Beaver Valley was a true life adventures documentary, and this bit of the attraction was intended to represent it. Modestly animated beavers could be seen as well as a dam they had just built. Marmots would pop up from the top of the cave tunnel that leads towards the next area.
0: If you've never gone beneath a waterfall before, then get set, because we're coming up on Big Thunder, the biggest falls in all these here parts. You don't have to worry, though, unless the wind changes.
1: As guests exited from the tunnel, they emerged alongside the rivers of America and proceeded towards Cascade Peak. Cascade Peak was a 75 foot mountain with multiple waterfalls, including Big Thunder, which guests would pass behind, and the Twin Sisters, which they would pass in front of in their train.
0: We're coming into bear country now, folks. And while we're crossing the old trestle, you gotta sit real still. Who telling how long she's gonna last? You know, bears are one of the most playful animals there is, lazy too. All they want to do is lay around and scratch and fish and swim. (laughs) That is when he ain't sleeping.
1: It was then through another cave tunnel and out through Bear Country, where riders passed on a high trestle above Bear Creek. Multiple bears could be seen enjoying life and generally taking it easy. Some were climbing trees, trying to get honey. Another was scratching its back on a tree. And several were waiting in the creek, fishing. Jumping fish could be seen in the water. Bear Country was another true life adventure, as was the next bit on the other side of the pond, the Olympic elk. See,
0: look on that bank across Bear Creek there. There's a real struggle for survival. Two stags are battling for them cow elk.
1: Right afterwards, the train went below Natural Arch Bridge, where the pack mules, through nature's wonderland, could occasionally be seen crossing the bridge with riders in tow. The train then emerged in the living desert.
0: As we pass through old Natural Arch Bridge, you can see the great living desert down below. You know, the desert's a dry place and full of some pretty mean varmints. Gotta be careful of sidewinders, wild pigs, and even mountain lions. But the desert's got her beauty too.
1: Although the living desert had already been part of the Rainbow Cavern's mine train, it had now been significantly enhanced. Numerous animatronic animals lived in the desert, including wild pigs, bobcats, snakes, coyotes, and mountain lions. The rock work had been upgraded to appear more realistic.
0: Now ahead of us, folks, is a giant saguaro cactus forest. Desert heat sometimes gets to you and makes these here cactus take on strange shapes like animals
1: mm, sometimes even people. After passing the anthropomorphic cacti, the train then wound past a track switch and a maintenance tunnel on the right, passing then by the rainbow-colored devil's paint pots, which were bubbling pots of colorful mud.
0: Jay uh, ever hear the devil's paint pots? Real mystery of the desert bubbling pots of mud in all kinds of colors. This is Geyser Country, too. Oh, oh, there she blows. Sure glad y'all brought your raincoats, but look out now. We never know when she's gonna go off. That's why we call her Old
1: Unfaithful.
0: Look out now!
1: (laughs) Across from Geyser Country, occasionally the Disneyland Railroad passed the living desert to the right of the track. A dinosaur skeleton then emerged from the rock, hinting at what roamed the living desert ages before. You know, I hear tell a
0: long time ago, dinosaurs roamed this area. Of course, all you find now is cactus, snakes, and coyotes, and sometimes the sun-bleached bones of an ancient animal. There's the voice of the desert, the coyote.
1: The train then went through Balancing Rock Canyon, where buttes and stacked rocks with rolling boulders spun menacingly as riders passed.
0: Now, folks, we gotta get through Balancing Rock Canyon. Look out! They're starting to tumble! You know, last trip, a mountain lion showed up right over that tunnel. There's one now! So you better all be real quiet. Wow. Wow.
1: Finally, the train entered Rainbow Caverns, experiencing the darkened caverns lit only by the colorful, glowing waterfalls, streams, and pools.
0: Now, we're going deep into the earth to view the dazzling Rainbow Caverns. You'll see giant stalagmites, stalactites, and colorful falls on every side. See, if you look real careful, you'll see Geyser Grotto, and even the Witch's Cauldron.
1: The train spent a couple of minutes in Rainbow Caverns before emerging back in Rainbow Ridge. Well,
0: I see we're coming back to Rainbow Ridge again. I hope you all enjoyed your trip into nature's wonderland. Uh, Please stay in your seats till I get the train stopped, will you? And then just lift up the jump seat in the middle and the door will come right open. Now, to find the exit, folks, just head right for the front of the train. And if you got a mountain lion sitting next to you, don't feed him. Just tell him to hop out and hightail it back to his own stomping ground. (laughs) Well, thanks for riding along, and come on back again when you're out in these here frontier parks, will you? So long.
1: It is said that at night, the mine train would stop while making its way around the attraction in order to let guests view the fireworks display from the comfort of their train carriage. Unfortunately, documentation of what the ride experience was like at night has not been published. Perhaps one day photos or video may emerge. Other nearby attractions were also affected when Rainbow Cavern's Mine Train became Mine Train Through Nature's Wonderland. The Conestogo wagons closed. The Rainbow Mountain Stagecoach, which had been renamed from simply the Stagecoach Ride in 1956, also closed. Rainbow Ridge Pack Mules, which had originally been known as the Mule Pack before being renamed in 1956, became the Pack Mules through Nature's Wonderland. To learn more about the Rainbow Ridge Pack Mules, check out our episode featuring them from Season 1. Of course, the mine train wasn't perfect. Some of the pre-recorded spiel certainly would not fly in modern times.
0: Them little marmots over the tunnel must be a whistlin' to all you pretty gals. I can't say I blame them. Them other two falls, they call the twin sisters. I reckon that's because they're always babbling. <laughs> Watch that wildcat lady. Oh. <laughs> Maybe you folks can tell me, though. Does getting two women folk mean you're the winner or the loser? <laughs> Never could figure that out.
1: As we have discovered time and time again over the course of the three seasons of this podcast, when it comes to Disneyland, great things must often come to an end. And such was the case with the Mine Train Through Nature's Wonderland. After its reveal in a press picnic event on June 12, 1960, and subsequent 17 and a half year history as the flagship attraction in Frontierland, the Mine Train closed forever on January 2, 1977. Despite its long history, which ultimately dated back to 1956 as the Rainbow Cavern's mine train, significant change was on the horizon for Frontierland. When I study these extinct attractions, I often ask myself why some of them, such as the Jungle Cruise, Pirates of the Caribbean, the Haunted Mansion, and Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, can endure while others are eliminated. Many people lucky enough to have experienced them fondly remember the likes of Adventure Through Inner Space, Rocket to the Moon, and the Mine Train. They will tell you that there was nothing like the steady trip into the living desert or spectacular rainbow caverns. Even Knott's Berry Farm was keen to add their own Calico Mine Train in November 1960, which featured the western setting and very similar Mine Train ride vehicles found at Disneyland. And that attraction still exists to this day as one of the park's classics. The fact is that in the 1970s, parks such as Magic Mountain were coming about and roller coasters were becoming a big draw. Guests craved more excitement in their rides as the thrill factor was becoming more important. So it was decided that the mine train could be completely reimagined into something that did offer more thrill and more excitement. The Wilds of Frontierland would be transformed into the wildest ride in the wilderness, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. The project, led by renowned Disney Imagineer Tony Baxter, involved new mine train vehicles that would take guests on a high-speed ride on a winding track through Big Thunder Mountain. The new attraction would only occupy a portion of the land once used by Nature's Wonderland, but it was also a much shorter ride, given its high-speed nature. A few tributes to the mine train were placed inside the new ride, including a cave sequence early on that featured stalactites and stalagmites, colorful paint pots that were illuminated on screens, and splashing water that was lit up with colored lights. A portion of the ride also had a dinosaur skeleton embedded into the rock. As with the mine train through Nature's Wonderland, Dallas McKinnon would also provide voice work for Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. While parts of the mine train through Nature's Wonderland survived the conversion into Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, most of the attraction was destroyed. In 2010, I did an extensive study of the remnants of the mine train. I spent time researching and photographing these remnants. I will include a link in the show notes for those interested in seeing my findings in a thread I published on the Mice Chat website at the time. However, it should be noted that this was in 2010, and with the addition of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, much of those remnants are no longer there. But if we focus on what remained upon the opening of Big Thunder Mountain Railroad in 1979 all the way up through about early 2016, there was actually quite a bit to see. The mining town of Rainbow Ridge remained, but was rechristened as Big Thunder, and many of the scaled structures were removed. The ones that remained were redecorated and shuffled around, with new rockwork and water features being added. After an extensive 2013 refurbishment of the Big Thunder buildings, the little town was renamed once again to Rainbow Ridge. It can be seen while waiting in the queue for Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. The attractions trains also pass by it close to the end of the ride. Cascade Peak remained for a time until it was removed in 1998 due to deterioration. The old mine train track around Cascade Peak would stay, however, and even feature part of an old mine train vehicle that appeared broken down. It was left to the elements and was finally removed in 2010 during an extensive refurbishment of the Rivers of America. That portion of the train, which included the locomotive and two train cars, one of which was filled with some of the marmots from its Nature's Wonderland days for a time, are being restored now and will eventually be displayed at Walt Disney's Carolwood Barn at Griffith Park in Los Angeles. In front of Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, a new trail to Fantasyland was added. Big Thunder Trail cut through the area where Beaver Valley, Bear Country, and the Living Desert once were. A tunnel from Beaver Valley remained when the trail was added, with a portion of severed mine train track protruding from its bottom and wood boarding up its entrance. Another tunnel leading into Bear Country also got to stay, and for a time it too had a portion of train track sticking out from it, as well as a very small portion of the train trestle. However, that little section of track and trestle were eventually removed. The pond in front of this tunnel, also known as Bear Creek, also remained, as did the jumping fish that the bears were trying to catch during the mine train days. To this day, that effect is remarkably still in operation. In the living desert, two buttes, an arch, and a long expanse of rockwork along the northern perimeter of the desert area remained. They were eventually incorporated into Big Thunder Ranch which opened in 1986 and closed in 2016 to make way for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Big Thunder Ranch featured a log cabin, a performance stage, a petting zoo, which was actually nestled between two of the old buttes, and in 2009, the Big Thunder Barbecue Restaurant. Notably, the elevation in the Big Thunder Ranch area had been raised, so many of these rocks appeared smaller than they were before. This was especially true at the back of Big Thunder Ranch, behind the stage and restroom building where the old mine train service tunnel could be seen and appeared largely buried beneath concrete. What was left of the tunnel opening was boarded up. It is also rumored that some of the nature's wonderland critters were relocated to Big Thunder Mountain, and that many others in the living desert, along with some of the desert's features, were buried in concrete when that area was overhauled during the construction of Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. However, I have as of yet been able to confirm either of those rumors. Another notable feature that remained was a section of track near where the mine train once entered into Rainbow Caverns. Today, the tracks indeed lead into a tunnel, but since the tunnel does not match the one in old photos and video of the attraction, I do not believe it to be the same one. However, the tracks are likely original and I believe the new tunnel was constructed just a bit farther back from where the original one once stood. The new tunnel is likely in place not only as a bit of set dressing, but also to obscure a view of the northern portion of Big Thunder Mountain Railroad you can find this tunnel and section of track to your right as you approach Fantasyland from Big Thunder Trail. After the Disneyland Railroad was rerouted, when Star Wars Galaxy's Edge was added to Disneyland, all of the old living desert remnants were demolished, with the exception of that portion of track that leads into that newer tunnel. Thankfully, the Beaver Valley and Bear Country Tunnels and Bear Creek with the jumping fish remain, as does the section of track along the rivers of America. The mine train through Nature's Wonderland leaves behind a tremendous legacy. It is fondly remembered by those lucky enough to have experienced it, and it is frequently cited by current Disney Imagineers. Ex-Mine Train operators have also maintained contact with one another, forming a club that meets routinely called the Order of the Red Handkerchief, referring to the red handkerchiefs that cast members operating the Mine Train used to wear. In 2017, a Mickey Mouse short titled Nature's Wonderland was released. The entertaining short pays homage to the Living Desert, Rainbow Caverns, and Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Naturally, for a ride that was once such a prominent attraction in Frontierland, its mark will always be felt by those walking along Big Thunder Trail or those taking a voyage aboard the Mark Twain River boat or sailing ship Columbia. Although there are now fewer of them post-Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, remnants can still be spotted, and the spirit of the attraction can still be felt. When Disneyland downsized the Rivers of America and rerouted the Disneyland Railroad to accommodate Galaxy's Edge, they had an opportunity to recreate elements of the mine train, such as Rainbow Caverns, for modern guests or perhaps even base the new Mickey and Minnie's runaway railway attraction at Walt Disney World, which has also been announced for Disneyland, off of the Nature's Wonderland short from 2017. That could certainly have been a way to incorporate a modern version of Rainbow Caverns. Sadly, neither of those things came to pass. As such, many of the things that made the mine train through Nature's Wonderland great may forever be experiences only attainable in Discoveryland. There's no place like Disneyland, and around every corner of the park is some hidden history waiting to be discovered. I hope you'll join me next time for another adventure into the vibrant history of the Magic Kingdom. I'd love to hear from you. You can write to Discoveryland by emailing discoverylandshow at yahoo.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram at Discoveryland Show and on Twitter at DiscoverylandVC. If you're so inclined, please rate and review Discoveryland on Apple Podcasts. It would mean the world to us. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, Disneyland has now ended its normal operating day. We hope you've enjoyed your visit to the Magic Kingdom and that you'll be back with us again soon.